everyone, and welcome here into this episode of the Take What Serves, Leave the Rest podcast. I am your host, Brian Pyatt. It is so, so wonderful to have you here with us for episode number four of the podcast. And before we dive into what we're talking about here today, something that I'm really, really excited to explore with all of you. I want to start with what we've been doing and and what we intend to do here on the podcast, and that is at the beginning of every episode, share a little something from all of you, those of you who have reached out on on social media, sharing a, a piece of what you're going through out there in your life when it comes to your mental health. And today, um, I heard from Rob on Instagram, and, and Rob had this to say. He said, hi, Brian. Honestly, I'm, I'm struggling with loneliness. He says, it's been a year since my husband and I moved back to the Twin Cities. We moved back for several reasons. However, we moved back not having any friends. Obviously, last year when we came back, everything was shut down with COVID and we had no social outlet. It's actually been fine for my husband, he says. He's fairly introverted. However, I am an extrovert. I have struggled to find a social outlet for myself and it has been incredibly lonely. Loneliness affects so many aspects of my mental health, including self-esteem. And Rob, I want to thank you so, so much for that share. I think that to to some extent, a lot of us can can relate, right, to that that feeling of of loneliness and and how hard that can be. And so, Rob, I, I hope that over the next half hour, twenty minutes to a half hour of this episode, uh, you can feel at least part of this community for for the moment, and and sending you lots of love as you maneuver. Um, this new new city that you're living in here in the in the twin cities of Minnesota. So on the episode here today, we are diving into and and exploring this concept of both and thinking. And this is a concept that I know for me personally has, has been incredibly transformative and has been incredibly helpful. And, and my hope is that, that by opening up this conversation today, maybe it can serve you in, in some way, whatever it is that, that you're experiencing out there. And, you know, I thought, hey, I probably should kind of define, I guess, what both and is, or what, what, what both and thinking is before we really dive into the conversation. And I, I did a little research, and I think it really boils down to this idea that multiple things can be true at the same time. That we can really hold space for all the things that we are experiencing in in any given moment and trying to move a little further away from this idea of either or thinking either i'm happy or i'm sad either i'm feeling inspired or i'm not inspired at all 
Either I'm certain about something or I'm totally uncertain about it. I think living in those kind of extreme ends of the spectrum are where a lot of anxiety and stress and worry and confusion can really start to take hold. And so, you know, an example of the both and, maybe saying to ourselves, I felt anxious today and I had some moments of joy. Instead of labeling the day as either good or bad. You know, saying something like, there are things about a certain relationship in my life that I love. And there are things about that relationship that maybe I don't. Instead of living in this space of either this is a right or a wrong relationship. Subtle adjustments that I, I really, really do think can have some pretty powerful impacts. Now, to help us dive into this conversation and, and explore it, um, we have my dear friend Kelly Grosslogs on the podcast today. And Kelly is a licensed psychotherapist specializing in grief and loss. She is the founder of Conversations with Kelly, which is an online platform and healing community bringing people together regardless of whatever it is that they are struggling with. She is the author of A Comforted Heart and host of the Conversations with Kelly podcast. And I have had the honor of being able to, to kind of join hands with Kelly and um, do a lot of public speaking together around mental health. Um, we've been able to, to do a number of Facebook Live conversations throughout the course of the COVID-19 pandemic, really trying to create a, a safe space to really just support people through, through whatever it is that they are going through. And it, it just continues to be such an honor to have her in my life, uh, both as a friend and as a colleague. And I am just so, so excited to, to share this conversation with you. So let's dive in, my friends. This is my conversation about the both and thinking with Kelly Grosslogs. Thank you so much for, for making the time to chat, my friend. You're welcome. It's Thanks. always so fun when we get to sit down and, and have these conversations. And this one just happens to be recorded. It's recording? It is recording. Okay. We're live. All right. We're live. We're, well, not really live. That's like what we say before we do our Facebook exactly. lives. Okay. Here <laughs> we go. We're live. Oh, my God. It doesn't go live. Brian, it's not going live. <laughs> somehow it always <laughs> works out. So both and uh, a concept that, you know, as, as we were just about to to get going here, you were even saying it can just be such a transformative, really game changer for a lot of people that um, when we when we first hear about it, how would you describe what the both and is? So for me, and it, and it has been life changing for me, and it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing to bring to people as because it's a fairly I don't want to call it an intervention, but it's a fairly simplistic yet profound way to think about things. And for me, so many of us live in the either or mindset or that kind of, um, we don't live in the gray, so to speak, area of, of life. We hang out either it's this way or it's that way. Yeah. And this has to equal that. 
And for the both and, Brian, the way I really try to explain it to people is that you can live in two different spaces in your life. Um, and that's possible. And, and my work obviously with grief is an example is you can be very sad and miss your person or miss your current or your previous life and still find moments of joy and continue to live. And so if you're looking at the either or, it's either you miss them and you stop living or you don't miss them and you keep living. And I think that there's so much in between then, and we were talking about this before we were recording, there's so much about those areas, if we live in the either or, where there's judgment, there's more judgment on either ourselves or others. There's places to go that feel more shameful, more guilt-ridden. So it's just, it's not a comfortable place to hang out where we're either a good person or we're a bad person. We're either successful or we're not. We're either healthy or we are not. I mean, it's just, it's, I have just found it to be life-changing. Yeah. And it, you know, you talk about the ways that it can help with grief, you know, through through my lens with living with anxiety and OCD and ruminating and the complexities that come with that. Those things tend to thrive on the either mm-hmm. or, either it's all this or it's all that. And we need to kind of figure out the right or the wrong way to do life. I think the both and really helps to pull us into the middle yes. more. And I think that's really where a lot of the healing actually happens, right? Is that that, that middle space where we can both be anxious and excited at the same time, or we can be, um, depressed and hopeful and we can be confused and, you know, um, recognize that there's also some clarity in our life at the same time. You know, I I think it's, it's allowing ourselves to really hold space for all of it. And really, don't you think at the end of the day, that's more representative, more representative of what it means to be a human? Mm -hmm. No, I think that's so beautiful. And, One of the things as a therapist, and I think about clients that I've worked with who have struggled with anxiety, depression, OCD, bipolar, whatever it may be, is that they will often come in and report that it was a horrible day yesterday or it's been a horrible week. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, okay, tell me about that. And they'll say, well... They'll present, obviously, the negative parts of the day. They were experiencing a lot of symptoms. They would, But then there was this pocket where they would talk about, however, this friend called me and made me feel really supported and made me feel less alone. So then we go into this, okay, so it wasn't all a bad day. It wasn't that all or nothing, as you're speaking of. It wasn't all a bad day. It was a bad day. It was a hard day. And... The gratitude, which is also there's there's more room for kind of that gratitude piece in mm. the both and and the gratitude for this friend that called you and this gratitude for this moment of reprieve. And, you know, because if we look at the entire day as being bad um, or being hard or whatever, and, and I do know that part of some of the mental illnesses, some of the diagnoses, so to speak, whether it's depression, whatever, can be very catastrophic. And it lends itself well to that thinking of it was either a horrible day or not. But this is where we can challenge that thinking a little bit Mm. and say, hold on a minute. Okay, it was a really hard day. That needs to be acknowledged. Like, 
I am not a Pollyanna person. I think that absolutely has to be acknowledged. And when I can sit with people and say, well, let's sit for a minute with that phone call from a friend. So yeah, it was a really hard day. And aren't we glad that you had some moments of reprieve? And so those are the things that I know for myself, because if I'm really worked up about something or feeling really sad about something, I can easily go into the I'm not worthy or I messed up, therefore. And then the catastrophic story just builds and builds yeah. and builds. Uh, you know, one word that is coming to my mind when we talk about the bold hand is that I think it can be very freeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I'm very susceptible to, at certain points in my life, feeling like I can't really live my life until I have everything all figured out Mm -hmm. or everything feels good and everything feels quote unquote right. Like I need to get to that space before I can start living my life. And that doesn't, I don't, for me that I don't know that I'll ever reach that point in my Mm -hmm. life where everything just feels perfect and great and then I can start living my life, right? I, we're we're going to miss out on a lot of life, I think, if we subscribe to that notion. And I think what the both and has allowed me to do in my life is say, man, there's always going to be uncertainty there mm-hmm. about relationships, about career, about um, just the, the experience of being human that day. And instead of trying to get that, that uncertainty or that anxiety to go away, what if I can feel both things at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can feel that uncertainty and feel that doubt or that shame or whatever it is. And I can lean into life and show up for it and, and do my best to kind of allow that to all be part of the experience. So I think that's, if I could probably boil it down to what the both and has done for me is that it's, it's allowed me to show up for my life and, and be present for moments that, you know, it would be a lot easier sometimes to just be so in my head trying to figure out, figure everything out. So the the million dollar question that I know we don't always we we don't have an answer for, but we can at least ask the question, you know, for people that are listening and saying, okay, how do I start to implement this whole idea of both and into my life? You know, how do I how do I open up to you know, all the different emotions and things that I'm experiencing right now and get a little bit less in that direction of the all or nothing thinking, mm-hmm. what would you offer up? What would you say to people? Well, first of all, I want to say that it does take some practice and it does like take some time. And so to give yourself some grace period and that anytime we start to implement a new behavior or a new thought process, we're going to have Generally, in the beginning, we're going to have more falls than we are um, steps forward. And so I would want to say that it's not a one and done thing. It's not like try it tomorrow when you listen to this <laughs> and then, oh, I, I, I didn't do it. Therefore, I'm not capable. That, again, is the either or thinking. It does. This isn't magical thinking. This isn't a no. magical fix to meaning that the negative stuff and the difficult stuff doesn't get recognized. It's creating the space for both of it. And if you think about it's, you know, it's a square room that if you divide it in half or in a third or whatever, however you want to do it, there's room for all of it. And so in there, you know, maybe today is it's right down the middle. It's been equally as hard of a day as there's been moments of levity. Maybe some days three-fourths of that room is really joyful 
but there was this one experience you had with a coworker that you kind of ruminating about that's been really, really hard. The both and as we train our brain helps us not to let that, that one fourth part become the whole room. Yeah. If that makes sense. And that tends to be that we can really allow the three-fourths part to be the really beautiful, beautiful experience. When we're in that kind of all or nothing or that depressed space, that smaller strip tends to take, wants to take over our whole room. Yeah. And, you know, and so that, again, if you're a visual person, that might help you. But that there's room for all of it. I really, really like that. I've never heard you actually talk about that that room example. That's good. It's the first time I've ever spoken about that. Look room at this. Example. I know. And did I do the math right? Three fourths, one fourth. I don't. I. It, well, you're the math if, major. If you did it, if you yeah, if you did, I am taking statistics right now, so that, that makes me a math major. I it, it did not ring in my mind as wrong, so I'm sure it was. Perfect. Somebody please call in. Because because either. Because either it's wrong or it's right. Exactly. I, I mean, know. You that's know, the thing with statistics. That's that what's actually hard with math. That's probably why I don't like, I why I struggle with that math stuff. I know, stuff but you were, right for those wrong. of you that don't know, Brian was in advanced math in <laughs> I did take AP calculus. I know. So. I might claim to fame. As I'm saying, and and I barely passed math in high school. So I, I mean, I passed, but barely. So I'm like, but anyways, the point is, divide your room up as you would like to. And if. It is funny that I used fractions because that those are pretty much either or, yeah. right? You can't. Well, and in a way, you know, as you're talking about this, maybe the both and is really just this practice of just kind of naming what's there and not attaching a story to it, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Hey, my, there's a lot of anxiety today. Um, I also had a really beautiful experience, you know, with my family and I love my dog so much, but also I'm like, struggling with shame um you know maybe it's just naming all of those things and and allowing yourself to just kind of own that all of those things on all spectrum you know all ends of the spectrum came up today and you don't need to at the end of the day come up with the label of it was either a good or a bad day exactly it just was a day that was filled with all of these different things and then i think we can actually even boil that down into the moment hey this moment right now Mm -hmm. You know, there may be anxiety going on. There may be shame, uncertainty, a sense of uneasiness. And you might be looking out at a really beautiful sunset and kind of in awe of just this incredible world that we live in. Absolutely. And all of those things get to be part of your experience right now. And I think maybe that's a a way that we could look at the both yeah. end too. Yeah. And it's, I do hope this really resonates for people as they're listening because I've seen this aha moment for many people when we've talked about this. I'm not the author of this concept, so to speak. Um, After I started teaching it about 10 years ago, I started doing more reading about it and realized it's out there. So I'm sure you can gather more information about it. But it came to me during a session that I was doing, um, a psychotherapy session, and how this person I was working with, actually, and this is kind of where it rang true for me, um, was having a lot of body shaming and a lot of feeling really bad about himself. And that he was trying to make, changes in his health 
And yet he kind of gorged on a really fattening meal. Mm. And we were sitting there and he was saying, therefore, the whole last six months of his trying to get better are down the tubes because he ate this meal and now he feels like crap and he gained a pound and it was all this. And he had been having a lot of other health issues. And I said, I remember coming out of my mouth saying, well, isn't it possible that you could have a meal that maybe isn't healthy for you and and then still get back to the program? Mm. And he was like, oh, oh, I didn't think of that. I kind of was thinking either I stick to the program 100% or I'm failing at the program. And I'm Mm. like, I don't really see it that way. So then I started applying this to a lot of other situations in grief, in cancer care, in mental health, and really started looking at my own life like that. Like I make mistakes every day and I'm still a really good person. And I maybe get off of my regime at times. I might stay up too late. I might have an alcoholic drink or whatever. And I still really value my wellness and my health. So I think for that person listening that that's kind of wondering, would this would this apply? Because my situation seems really hopeless. Yeah. My answer is yes without knowing your story. Yeah. Because I've seen some of the most traumatic situations. I work I work a lot in my career. I've worked with a lot of people that have lost children, which is some of life's hardest grief. So they grieve so deeply for that child and they still show up for the other children that they have. And they still believe that they're a good parent and all these things. So I, I, yes, the answer is yes. If your situation feels hopeless, could this, could this crack a window a little bit and let some light in to the dark? Yes. Beautiful. As we wrap up, Anything else that you want to say to anyone out there that's listening? I, first of all, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to speak on this wonderful podcast. I'm grateful that people have trusted us enough to listen. I also want people to know that if, if you're curious enough and you've listened to this entire episode that tells me that somewhere within you, you're hopeful that, you know, maybe you are really searching. I've been there. I've searched and searched for that nugget that's going to that's gonna alleviate the, the pain. And my hope is that even if you come to this podcast and you're listening, and this has been a really hard year, that this podcast in this moment will be your and. And it will be that this has been a hard year and things can for a moment be okay. I want to once again thank Kelly for joining us here on this podcast. I have a feeling it will not be the last time that that Kelly and I record an episode together. Um, we'll we'll try to stay away from the math next time, perhaps. But I, I I can confirm that 
three quarters plus a quarter does equal one and a whole. So um, I'm glad that we at least figured that out over the the course of this episode. Um, thanks for joining, my friends. I, I hope that this conversation served you in, in some way. And, and I know I'm taking a, a number of things away from this conversation that I know I'll be applying in my own life. And, and man, the, the power of, of just replacing the word but with the word and and, and allowing ourselves to feel multiple things that maybe kind of even counteract or contradict in some way, right? The other thing um, is part of the human experience. We can hold space for all of it. Um, and I, I hope that, that this episode is an invitation for you to do that. Encourage you to listen to Kelly's podcast, the Conversations with Kelly podcast, such beautiful stuff there. Um, her book, A Comforted Heart, a beautiful resource for anyone out there experiencing grief and loss. And, and be sure to, to check her out on, on Facebook at Conversations with Kelly. Sending love to all of you out there, my friends. And as always, take what serves you from this episode and, and leave the rest. I'll talk to you soon. Be gentle with yourself out there.